Welcome to Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 49, Book Club. Let's get into the episode. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello, and welcome to Messages from the Middle. I'm your host, Wendy Parrish. Messages from the Middle is a mental health podcast where we take a holistic approach. We talk about your mental health as well as your spiritual, physical, and emotional health to help you create the best version of yourself, or as I've started to say, the version of you that you are meant to be. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different, and feel free to tell me what you think about this, if I should do it more, or never ever do this again. But I'm a reader. I finally like actually sat down and figured it out and I read or listen to about two books a week. That's a lot. And I love books. I love all kinds of books. I would love to tell you my favorite genre, but I really don't actually know what it is. I read fiction, historical fiction, nonfiction, self-help, personal growth, fantasy, sci-fi, all of it. I'm trying to think of other. (laughs) In 2022, I read probably, I want to say around 20, what's called proper romances. They're books written by authors that are alive now, kind of in the Jane Austen style vein. And I just, it was kind of the comfort book that I needed at that time. And that's how I look at books. I love stories. I love the way that you can learn and live through stories. And I've talked about this before. I have a whole podcast on how we are wired for story. And I feel like different books at different times in your life can be kind of food for the soul that you need. And so those proper romances were kind of what I needed in 2022. Something very safe, very simple, but still a storyline and something that just fits me. I love all things Britishy and Jane Austen. So that's why I read all of those. And I've read books that give me these lightning bolt moments, books that change the way I think about the world, about me, about the brain, so many things. And books that give me a perspective shift and just give me more tools as I navigate the middle of my story. So this week, I want to talk about three of those books with you. So the first book I want to talk about is the last book that I finished reading. And it's mostly because it's what inspired this podcast. As I was finishing up this book, I'm like, I want to do a podcast on this. And I thought, I don't know, can I justify doing a podcast on this? But it has a mental health component. In fact, I would go as far as to say a huge mental health component to it. And so I just, I have to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I'm not in a book club right now, so I need to talk about my books. And this is where I'm going to. The book is The Women by Kristen Hanna. This book shook me. 
I'll go as far as to say it was one of the best books I've read or one of the best books I've definitely read in recent years. I put books in that category when I finish the book and put it down and it sticks with me and I actually feel changed for having read the book. The book, The Women, is a historical fiction novel about a girl. Her name is Frances. She goes by Frankie, who joins the army and volunteers to go to Vietnam in her early 20s. The women that served in Vietnam were nurses, and there were about 10,000 of them. And eight um, female nurses actually died during the conflict. So growing up, I'd heard about Vietnam. I knew that about its horrors and all the political intricacies and the heartbreaking mistreatment of the soldiers when they came home. I even remember hearing about that as a child and being like, well, that's not right. But for some reason, reading this book and hearing this account gave me a perspective on it that I just hadn't had before. It made it so much more clear than it had ever been for me before hearing about the soldiers coming in to the hospitals, hearing about the way it was coming home for these soldiers. And it was really amazing reading about it from the perspective of the women, particularly this one woman, and how different their experience was because the phrase you hear over and over again in this book is, there were no women in Vietnam, but she was there. And also women didn't see combat, and so they should be okay, but they did see combat. They saw the results of combat as they came in by the thousands in mass casualties into the hospital. I'd say it felt like reading the book, it felt like on a daily basis. And she does say there's times when there aren't as many, there's times when they're every day. The thing about this book is it goes beyond storytelling. It illuminated truths that I thought that I understood, but I had not really grasped. The initial chapters, so the first half of the book, is about Frankie's time in Vietnam and talks about her experience there. The second part of the book is her homecoming and the time, the time when she's at home. And the book spans, I would say, I want to say a decade. I can't quite remember. I should look that up before I send this, but I won't. Let's be honest. As hard as it was to read the accounts of the war, it was harder for me to read about her homecoming. It was, I would, it was actually quite painful. And I usually avoid books that cause that level of discomfort. But I knew this was a case where this was some discomfort I needed to experience and needed to read about it felt very important that I understand this and that I see this perspective. It was watching Frankie's post-war life and watching her navigate the tumultuous waters of coming home and her process of healing. It's a profound exploration of challenges, of preconceived notions, and it invites a deeper understanding of the human spirit and its resilience in the face of adversity. It was very hard to witness the plight of these resilient women, women, having endured experiences beyond the comprehension of many of us, only to be met with dismissal and mistreatment and 
callous, this callous directive for them to simply move on or to forget the war. I often found myself talking back to the book when these when this incredibly misguided counsel was offered. I'd be like, no, you can't do that. This doesn't work. And it came from Frankie's family and her friends and the people closest to her, and even members of the military. I have to say it gave me an appreciation of how far we've come in addressing PTSD. The narrative unfolds with a poignant blend of heartbreak and beauty, and it creates this these relationships that resonate deeply. The relationships that she has with her friends is the friendship that we should all have in our lives. I hope everybody has friends like she did to call on in her darkest and hardest times. Okay, so I don't want to divulge too much. I hopefully haven't so far. I apologize if I've given too many spoilers, but I feel like it should be pretty clear somebody went to war and came home from the war. Um, but I want to just say that the part of the book that I want to talk about that I think just makes it such a strong book is her journey. And when Frankie finally gets the support that she needs, they share some very crucial messages. The dialogue about mental health is more than just commendable. I think it's important. This book serves as a poignant reminder of the necessity to confront and discuss the issues openly and compassionately. Over and over they say, we're having a rap session, talking about it helps. And nobody wanted to talk about it and nobody wanted to remember it. But it was through talking about it that people were finally able to find healing. The only way out is through. I've talked about that before. When you read the book, don't miss these important messages. How we cannot and should not compare or diminish our own trauma. Everyone's experience is different and how everyone processes those experiences is different. Just because you struggle because of something that happened to you that somebody else isn't struggling with does not make you weaker. It just makes you different. Also, there's a point made that shame is poison to our mental health. There's talk of the importance of journaling to process our traumatic memories. And I just want to quote one of my favorite lines from the book, and that is, trying to forget trauma only gave grim memories fecund soil in which to grow. I listened to this book on Audible, And the reader is one of my favorite readers of all the readers on Audible. But I'd also wished I'd read a physical copy. So I had a highlighted and annotated copy. (laughs) Highlighting books is one of my favorite things to do when I read. So that's The Women. The next book I want to talk about is a book called What My Bones Know by Stephanie Fu. What My Bones Know is Stephanie's memoir of growing up in an abusive home. Fu's memoir is also a hopeful story about a young woman transforming her complex PTSD from a pathological mental disorder to a manageable and at times helpful and defining personal trait. And although her diagnosis seems debilitating at first, especially with few resources on healing from CPTSD, in fact, CPTSD isn't included in the DSM as of right now, 
Fu eventually realizes she's not a victim of mental illness, but an individual with agency who's capable of embracing and balancing her CPTSD as a fundamental part of herself. Despite the tragedy of Fu's early life, this memoir ultimately highlights resilience and agency and hope and the importance of love for yourself and for others. I really appreciated that as she tells her story, you see how parts of her story and her CPTSD and the trials that she went through actually helped her to become the hardworking and successful person that she became. We should never discount how this adversity that many people experience is a big part of what makes us strong. And I want to say it again. I believe I said it last week. It sucks that people experience this. It's terrible. I just, I have to say, I do find so much inspiration and hope in watching people overcome and be stronger. And as I said before, one of the things that I really like is that she discovers that she has agency despite what happened to her, despite the diagnosis, despite the physical things that were actually happening in her brain and her body, she had agency to make choices to work towards healing. It's really such an incredible book. This book is so well-written and it not only showcases her exemplary writing, but it also gives profound insight and guidance for individuals who are navigating CPTSD. And even for those who are unfamiliar with the condition, I think understanding its nuances and what distinguishes it from PTSD is really valuable knowledge. Another profound part of this book is it delves into the lives of Asian immigrants and Asian immigrants, particularly in the 70s and 80s, as a child of Asian immigrants who came over in that period of time. These people came over and left war-torn countries. They had experienced trauma and hardship before they came over to the United States. And then it was very much an understood that they be a non-problematic immigrant. So do everything right. Be quiet. Don't be a problem. And and I'm, I hope that I'm saying this right. I apologize if I'm not. I'm just trying to summarize what I took from the book. This is something I had not known about or considered before when considering the Asian immigrants in the United States. For Stephanie Fu and many of the people of her generation in the area where she lived, this led to abuse in the home, physical, emotional, verbal, and even neglect. She was pretty much abandoned for the last part of high school. So the way that she talks about a society and a culture that I really had not considered or known much about, and the way that she continues to try to bring awareness and change to the society and the culture that she grew up in is really incredible and something that I just I feel that it's something that I would not have learned about without reading this book. I think it's very eye-opening and very impressive how she just opens the door and sheds light on her upbringing and the culture where she, in which she was raised. 
And the last thing that I want to say before I move on to the next book is both the women and what my bones know do have depictions of violence that can be triggering to people. So just be warned before you dig into these books. I read every word and every page of the women. None of it really got to me too much, but there were there was at least one time in what my bones know where I just had to skip and turn the page. I just knew it was going somewhere that I just, I didn't want to have that image in my head. So I just want to put that out there. Um, Even though I'm highly recommending these books, just be aware. And the final book that I want to talk about is a book titled Unbroken, Why the Trauma Response is Never Wrong. I have actually mentioned this book before in a previous podcast because the information that this book offers is really profound and amazing. Because for centuries, we've been taught that being traumatized means that we're somehow broken and that trauma only happens to people who are too fragile or too flawed to deal with the hardship. But as a researcher and a teacher and a survivor, Mary Catherine McDonald has learned that the only thing broken is our society's understanding of trauma. In the book, she says, the body's trauma response is designed to save our lives, and it does. She says it's not a sign of weakness, but of our function, strength, and amazing resilience. In the first chapter, Dr. McDonald talks about how her body was responding to trauma. She would have these feelings, and there were things that she instinctually felt like doing. And then as she began doing research on trauma, she found that these things that her body wanted to do by instinct were actually her body trying to soothe and take care of itself within its trauma response. In Unbroken, The Trauma Response is Never Wrong, Dr. McDonald overturns the misconceptions about trauma. And with all of, she uses evidence from neuroscience and psychology and shares the different practices and tested practices and tools that will help you, me, and you work with your own body and your own coping mechanisms to work on our own healing. In the book, she explains what trauma is, that science undoes the stigma of shame and blame and humiliation. She talks about moral injury and having our basic sense of how the world should work overturned. She shares the truth about triggers and what they really are and how they can guide your healing journey. Traumatic patterns and how new findings help break free from the reoccurring habits and toxic dynamics. She talks about why we can always rewrite our inner narratives, no matter how much time has passed. That's really important. Many times, no matter how old you are, you need to go back and you need to re-love and nurture and reparent or just love that inner child and go back and rewrite the narrative. See what was happening there and recognize that as a little kid, you didn't understand what was going on, but now you can see why those things were happening and that it was not your fault and it was never your fault. And it helps you in finding a relational home for your trauma and how you can help each other return to wholeness. 
The book was so good. She told, she used case studies from her own patients and from her own practice and talked about what she was seeing coming up and how she helped the people to deal with that. I found that information so important. And then she shares a lot of her own story. This one line that stuck out to me so much right now, as I say it, it's going to feel like it's coming out of nowhere. But she shares a story about how she was at work and her boss was just yelling and yelling and yelling. And then she was talking to a colleague or a friend at lunch. And this friend just said, you know, yelling is never okay. And she continued to excuse her boss's behavior. And her friend continued to say, yelling is never okay. And she shared what a profound moment that was for her, what a profound realization it was for her to realize that yelling really never is okay. People are going to do it and they're going to do it to us. And we're going to yell probably, but it doesn't make it okay. Whatever the reason and the excuse for that to come from, it's not okay. We do not need to be on the receiving end of it. We don't need to allow people to yell at us. It's not their right that we sit there and take it because they've had a bad day or they really need to get their point across or whatever. It just, the way that she was talking about it just felt so like, again, a lightning bolt moment for me. And again, that might not seem like such a lightning bolt for other people. And maybe that's another one that's really hard to swallow. Like, well, why not? People just yell. Yelling happens. It's a very common thing. And it's something that I'm sure we've all dealt with to some degree. But I think just as I was listening to that and reading, I I went back and forth between reading it and listening to it. So I kind of have like two different sides of it. It just really struck me how important it is to understand that other people's behavior is not our responsibility. We don't have to take it and put it in our backpack and carry it around with us. So anyone who is dealing with any kind of trauma, or even if you don't understand it, or you have somebody in your life that is dealing with trauma, and I just want to say, we all have our traumas. It just is how it shows up and how our brain, some brains have dealt with it, and some people have learned to process and deal with trauma and other people, it's starting to show up more and more. So I just think this book is a must read for everyone to understand ourselves, understand our own responses, understand other people's responses. This is an empowering resource. It helps us find our way into our bodies and helps us to rebuild our relationship with ourselves and with our life. So those are three books I can highly recommend for mental health. I recognize that now they all kind of follow the theme of trauma, Um, PTSD, CPTSD, the trauma response, which tends to be a post-traumatic stress response. So (laughs) that must have been what was on my mind as I was thinking about it. And for sure, reading the women definitely brought all of this up for me. So let me know what you think. If you have read or do read any of these three books. I would love to hear what you think about it and let me know if it was as powerful for you. I'd love to have a discussion. Like I said, I'm not currently in a book group. I want to talk about these books. I read a lot. 
Before I end the podcast, I just want to bring this up again. Last week I talked about it, and I'm going to keep bringing it up for a while now. I want to offer my services, my help as a life coach. I am a certified life coach, and right now I have a link in my bio on Instagram. That link will take you to my calendar, my scheduling calendar, and you can schedule a 45-minute free coaching session with me. No strings attached. I will not be selling you anything, anything at the end. I just want you to experience coaching, life coaching, and the amazing things that it has to offer. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. And it would be fabulous if you could leave me a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you would like to share this episode or any of my other episodes on social media or with a friend, that would be awesome. And finally, I need you to know that you are loved and that you matter no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.